Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our, Our teaching, teaching team, team is made, made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion. To which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to, to expand, expand in faith, faith hope, and love. hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because, because they, they anchor us in something, something which can, can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we exist to join god's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching now in that same region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night then an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. Word of the Lord. Thanks, Sarah and Will. I <clears throat> think I might have sung myself a little worse there. You get going on those Glorias, and it's like, yes. We don't usually sing that much. Right? <clears throat> Upper end of my register, too. I feel like, whew. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much, both of you, for leading us in singing this morning. This morning. What day is it? What, what am I doing here? It's the middle of the day, you guys. Well, happy Christmas. My little stand's a little weird here, but um, first I just want to say a little shout out. Uh, Josh, my husband, is got called up to the big leagues. <laughs> uh, all of our sound techs are either away for Christmas or ill. So Josh got uh, voluntold. Is that what it's called? Is that voluntold? Anyway. Thanks, Josh. Oh. So um, welcome to all of you who are here. It's so lovely to see your faces. Welcome to those of you who I know are watching online. Um, 
we definitely have some folks who have been snowed in or illness has kept them indoors um, that we know about. So we want to say welcome. Um, and we miss you, and we'll, we're excited to see you next time we can gather together. I love Christmas, you guys. I love everything about this Christmas season. I love the coziness and the merriment. I love church traditions, and I love cookie recipes. I love Twinkle Lights and Cocoa and my very favorite movies and wrapping presents. And yet, it's also very easy for the pressures of the Christmas season to kind of overwhelm with the weightiness and sometimes the bittersweetness to feel heavy. I couldn't find my glasses the other day, so I was searching all over in my house um, quite unsuccessfully, and I was looking at my bedside table, and I was kind of like wedged in between the wall and the bed, and I just started to cry. And Josh very gently, probably he was feeling a little nervous when I was crying, but he goes, I don't, I don't think it's maybe about the glasses, huh? <laughs> and I was like, my first thought was, oh, well, no, duh, it's not just about my glasses, but... <clears throat> I, at least the first thing I uttered out loud was, I feel, I feel like I'm the one that's responsible for all the magic making, and right now it feels like just too much. It felt good to say it out loud, but it didn't change that task list of all the things that I needed to, to take care of, and there was such a dissonance, right, um, that sometimes December can bring for us. The book Honest Advent by Scott Erickson is an annual read for me in December. And so this year, his chapter that's entitled Goop felt particularly resonant this time around. So I'm going to use some of his words in our um, brief message today, woven in with a few of my own, as we talk about how disorienting it can feel to walk through Advent into Christmas Eve. So Erickson writes... The world feels full of chaos sometimes, right? Generations upon generations have felt chaos in different ways, whether it's war or famine, loss or hardship. But given our tech and communication capabilities, sometimes it feels like all the things are happening all at once, all the time. Headlines and clickbait and images of suffering, even when it's not our own specific suffering or our own individual experiences, it can feel like maybe we're all a little bit doomed. Then it's December, right? And then suddenly the calendar tells us we're supposed to lean into sparkly twinkle lights and perfect family pictures and peppermint lattes and Hallmark Christmas movies. And sometimes that doesn't make sense against the very real existence that we're living the soft glow and the beautifully wrapped gifts, but up against this tsunami of grief that can overtake us at times, the bittersweetness of memories, of our expectations and our worry. Surprisingly, as Erickson writes, what's hopeful for us in this season is not, or is essentially the opposite of this very polished and well-branded birth story because we find our hope not in this idealized version Right? I have those ideas in my head about exactly how things were going to look this December. And the flu wiped us out at the beginning of the month, so that kind of took several weeks of, of all the merriment. Even Freya this morning said, Oh, Mom, our Advent calendar, maybe next year we can, we can get to all those things that I kept pushing off, not having enough energy for. Sorry, Freya, I didn't tell you I was going to say your name. You do not look happy. I apologize for that. Okay. Um, So we find our hope not in that ideal vision, 
but in the very messy and very scandalous participation of human weakness. Because everything about God Almighty incarnating through the vulnerable process of human birth, that confronts all of our ideas of overcoming power. The twinkly, soft, blurred edges of our Christmas aesthetic suggest to us that we can only experience God with us by cleaning up all of life's messy details. When everything is perfect, then Christmas is going to feel that special Christmas tingle. But Jesus' arrival through the birth process is actually about a God who brings salvation into the world through the messy details, not in spite of it. The labored breathing and groaning and shouting of a mother, the powerlessness of a writhing, crying, hungry newborn, the fear of not having a safe and sanitized place to give birth. There's nothing predictable or safe or tidy about birthing a baby. For those of you in this space or online who have had that experience, not one of our experiences would be the same because it is wholly unpredictable. Emmanuel, God with us, came into this world just like we all did, from generation to generation in all of its gloopy, humanity. And there's something so sacred about meditating on the reality that the Almighty didn't insulate themselves from participating in the vulnerability of being human. Christ was born of blood just like we all are. Christ partook of the powerlessness of being vulnerable and coming into the world naked and weak like we often feel. Christ was born into the muck of human biology which we spend our whole lives wading through. And as much as I love the beautiful, twinkly, magical expression of Christmas, perhaps the magic comes in knowing that Emmanuel, God with us, has been with us in our humanity and still continues today as generation after generation tells the same story again. We've heard the story many times, right? Unless this is your first time, Uh, In a Christian congregation, likely you have heard the Christmas story before, but we experience it differently each year. We're different. The story remains the same, but we are different. The world is different. How we might experience God right now in this moment may be very different from our Christmas Eves in the past. And yet what remains is our need for comfort, for tidings of great joy, for the reminder that God, when we were lost in chaos, in decisions that took us further away from relationships and wholeness, entered into our humanity with us so we would not be alone. And so we receive this Christmas Eve a sacred invitation to delve into the mystery, into the absurdity of a creator, creator of the cosmos, who arrives as a human creature, into the messiness that accompanies a human birth. Because you see, there's only this story, that God chose to arrive as a baby, a squishy, crying, pooping, giggly human, arriving the the way all of us do, from the womb of another human. It defies logic, it defies reason, and we are welcomed into the sacred mystery with all of its ordinariness and with all of its sacredness. And mystery can be scary, can it? 
It doesn't fit into neat little boxes. It doesn't give us that same firm footing that certainty does. And in our text tonight, today, tonight, in the scripture we've read throughout all of Advent, the angel tells Mary, tells Zechariah, tells Joseph, tells the shepherds, each in these different accounts, do not be afraid. It's as if the holy messengers had a feeling that us humans would be terrified by their pronouncements. And the humans were, right? They had to have been. I don't know if any of you have seen depictions of biblically accurate angels, but they are really freaky. <laughs> we joked about it in staff this week. That there's usually a lot of eyes and a lot. It's, yeah, Google, Google that. It's probably not the Renaissance art images of angels that we have inherited through the years. And we have the luxury of knowing kind of the whole story, right? So the pronouncement to not be afraid might land differently for us, but we too know what it's like to be afraid. We know that fear of failing or rejection, of health diagnoses and deferred dreams, of broken promises and coming up short. And when the passage says the shepherds were terrified, we can identify with them, can't we? So God arrives in the midst of our very human experiences in relationships and vocations and in pregnant bodies. God arrives in the midst of very human emotions and reactions in terror and amazement and pondering and praising God and trying to put one foot in front of the other. Our visual art this Christmas Eve here is by Lizelle Garrity and it's entitled How God Shows Up. And it's, I think it's my favorite in the whole series of art that we've looked at. And you can see some of the other ones up there. And she writes in her artist statement, each year we tell this story because it's raw with joy and pain and the complexities of being human. No matter how your story is unfolding, may you experience the sacred story that holds space for you. For this is how God shows up in a child who cries in the hands that hold in human flesh, in life, and in death. So what are you pondering this Christmas? What is surprising and amazing and terrorizing you? Where are you noticing Christ in the midst of the beauty of this Christmas season? And how might you be leaning into the magic of Christ's presence and the mystery of the incarnation, even in the midst of the pace or perhaps the dissonance of this Christmas week. In a few moments, we'll light, we'll sing and we'll light our small candles. And I imagine these candles as little signposts to remind us that God arrived in the beautiful and deep darkness of Mary's womb. And I imagine these little signposts, these candles as little signposts to remind us that we each carry the image of our creator within our very bodies too. Beloved, in all of our fleshy, perfection-seeking, emotion-filled, pondering and terrified and amazing selves, God drew near to us. Will you pray with me? Author of our lives, we admit that there is something so marvelous and so wonderful about this night. The glow of the candlelight, the familiar songs, the kids that are wound up tight with contagious and joyful energy, the feeling that something we've been waiting for just might be within reach, 
Joy and hope are in the air, so thick you could almost bottle it up. Help us to share these tidings of great joy with others, thinking especially of those today who are sick or grieving, thinking of our unhoused neighbors, those in our midst who are lonely or heartbroken, those who had to change their plans, and those who do not have a welcoming home to gather in. Help us, Lord, to sing like Mary until all who are looking for you have found a safe place. God, help us to live like the shepherds who were terrified but still went and told the good news. Help us to take the words of the angels to heart to not be afraid. Help us to be as trusting as Joseph who chose to believe the impossible. But more than anything, give us the courage and conviction to live this story from generation to generation. Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If If you you find find yourself yourself nearby nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you have have any any questions questions or would like like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.